anecdote when the movie was starting and the credits were rolling, Ananya and I saw Akshay Khanna. <laughs> and when I looked up the film prior, like multiple times, it showed like Bollywood's Akshay Khanna, like Halchal Akshay like Khanna. Vinod Khanna's son, Akshay Khanna. Like, Hangama Akshay Khanna. Like, and I was like, oh, hype. This like is lit. Our favorite like, bald guy. Like, we got Like, Thal Akshay Khanna. Why did Thal should have come first, right? Okay. Yeah, it should have. My bad, guys. I think of Hulchal and Hangama because those are my go tos. Um, So we were like, oh, lit. And then when the movie ends, we and then you're like, wait, where the hell was Akshay Khanna? Find out that the guy that plays, like, Lena's love interest in the film, his name is also Akshay Khanna. And it's so funny because I don't know if it's still the case, but if you search on Google and it says, like, cast Akshay Khanna, it shows Bollywood Akshay Khanna. Yeah. yeah. So, at Polite Society, y'all should get on that. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Desi Talkies podcast, a show where we talk about Bollywood, Lollywood, South Asian pop culture, and everything in between. I'm Ananya Sethi. I'm Anissa Khan. And today we're talking about Polite Society. Written and directed by Nida Manzoor, Polite Society revolves around a British Pakistani who is aspiring stunt woman and aims to save her sister from an evil arranged marriage. We need to get Lena out. How mischief is afoot. So today, I went to a wedding. I did not take off my makeup from the wedding and I put on a different kurta because in the spirit of polite society, I am dressed in shadi outfit and ready to fight. One well, must address why you look the way you look and I look the way I look. Oh. I did not go to a wedding. I went partying last night and that's why I look the way I look. And I am not ashamed of that. You should not be ashamed of that. <laughs> this is turning into a completely different conversation. It's just funny that we look like stark opposites right I think now. it's a very good reflection of like how we are very different. And that's what makes this so great. Not in a bad way. No, I know. It's just funny. Okay. All right. So we are wrapping up our season one. Woo! We have made it 10 episodes. We did so well. We are, we've made it thus far. We're not going to be completely off the grid, but we will be taking a little break from recording episodes because both of us are traveling. We also have day jobs um, and stuff that we do outside of this podcast. I feel like because this is our finale, we should tell them what we do. Yeah, yeah let's, let's We're not that. these mysterious figures anymore. You, yeah. If you've made it thus far, <laughs> you, know you, this. you now get to know what we do. <laughs> so, Ananya? So I am an actor, model, um, and creator on social media. In terms of acting and modeling, I've done theater all my life. Um, I have modeled for several brands. And I am now switching into film, which is why I will be traveling to India for a little bit. Ooh. And hopefully that becomes long term. And yeah, so that's what I do. I'm an actor. Inshallah, it will become long term. <laughs> which is why I am, 
you know, of use on this podcast. Very much. <laughs> Such great use for me. I think when people ask me what I do, that is like the most difficult question for me because I do so many things. I just finished a film development internship at Blumhouse Productions in LA, which is why I was in LA. And now I have added on a second client. I'm a media manager for some media personalities and comedians in New York and other podcast platforms. And I'm a freelance writer and currently working on some pieces for Pop Shift. And that is the tea. That is the tea. And also, please stay tuned to Desi Talkies because I'm working on a short film and we will need your help. Yeah, we have a lot going on outside of Desi Talkies that we like to incorporate into Desi Talkies as well. She has a film coming. I'm working on some acting projects. Our industry is very much competitive but we like to come together and create projects and things that all of you can enjoy but also i think that south asian creators coming together is one of the biggest impacts that have come into america and uk i think we're able to collaborate and i think today we're going to be talking a little bit about that because polite society is completely a south asian heavy film loved it but one yes. more thing to add to Ananya's point as much as desi talkies is a platform for you guys to hear our content and kind of have a conversation with us about the films that we watch from a diasporic South Asian perspective. Desi Talkies is also something that Ananya and I have built towards in our careers and is a platform that we are using to kind of showcase our talents and our voices. And as much as we comment on media and film, we are working towards creating what should be seen on screen ourselves. Exactly, so when we curate our platform and when we curate what we talk about as you can tell already we don't talk about mainstream Bollywood as much as we talk about niche content and that's because we want niche content to reach a broader audience right so when we're talking about a kala or when we're talking about Geraya or we're talking about Rangda Basanti or Jubilee or Jubilee we are not talking about Kisi Ki Bhai Kisi Ki Jaan okay he does not deserve our airtime no, so let's let's not so moving on my interview is good I swear okay I know it's good which is why I'm pointing it out today. okay let's talk about polite society a mix of emotions for me it is so great to see Pakistani representation on mainstream cinema. And I've had so many conversations about this, but I actually had a conversation recently with the president of Blumhouse, who was also the past executive at Focus Features. And this film was distributed by Focus Features, which is one of the biggest mainstream distributors and production houses in the States for Hollywood and Hollywood cinema. Seeing this on screen is a big deal for us. And right now is the best time for South Asian media representation. We can see that through Miss Marvel. We can see that through Polite Society. We can see that through Never Have I Ever. And we're getting a whole lot more than just Mindy Kaling, which is great. Seeing British Pakistani representation was really important and great for me. My entire mom's side of the family is from England. So obviously their humor is different. Their slang is different. And it has just the right cut. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I felt seen. I felt seen, I felt heard. And it was another experience uh, my first experience feeling seen and heard was when I watched Miss Marvel. Seeing this content, I wish I had this growing up. I wish yeah. I was able to see this growing up. It would have shaped me better into a person. And um, one of the few South Asian-centered pieces that does not villainize parents or religion or culture. So I was very, very happy to see that. It was a story about people and heavily had South Asian content, but the heritage and religion was not the villain. Yeah, I think it was a very well-made movie. Honestly, not gonna lie, I 
enjoyed it a lot. However, there was certain moments where I was like, this is feeling so long to watch. And if I was a 13 year old child, it would feel even longer, I'm pretty sure. And this is rated PG-13. So considering that it's made for that teenage age, obviously the protagonist in the film is also a teenager in high school. So considering all of that, I think there were certain moments where it was dragging out a little longer than I wanted it to, but that's, I guess, on the screenplay more than anything. I thoroughly enjoyed the editing of the film. Again, like I said, certain shots were elongated. However, I think that it made it funnier the way it was edited. I liked the humor in this. And just like Anissa said about having family in England, I lived in England for two years in London. Yeah, their humor is very different. Going to South Hall is a whole different mm -hmm. experience than going to Edison, New Jersey. Yeah. Their humor is very dark and it's very sarcastic, very snobby. Like, as an American, it was very difficult to understand what they're talking about, what they're trying to get at. However, they have this sense of like witty back back and forth, which this film had. However, I wouldn't say it's my favorite South Asian created content. I think I preferred Miss Marvel to this when it comes they're to- They're both very different. They're very right? different, but I think when it comes to representation, I felt like watching that was more broad perspective representation and not only that i just felt that that had me engaged longer that's all i also think in this day and age it's very difficult to have a positive reception to south asian content because so much is coming out at the same time and because it's all of a sudden and it's catered towards a western audience everyone is really quick to judge and be critical and be like okay is this accurate is this showing us is this this um so it is a lot of pressure and I do see that. If we're looking at in terms of representation, yes, Ms. Marvel is so much better representation. But I think that was more of the story world building that they needed to do for the origin of a superhero. Yeah. For this, it's less of that and more as like the culture and the representation is the support for the main narrative, but it's not necessarily one of the characters. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. But there was no moments where I was watching this and I was like, Okay, there was one moment when all the aunties are sitting and talking. I, where I felt love just, that. Yeah, that moment I felt definitely like I've heard those conversations. I the felt mashallah, the inshallah. This like, isn't it, a spoiler. No, no, no. There's just like a a moment where there's like four aunties sitting and five aunties sitting and talking. And um, I'm from Kuwait, so these conversations were also very, very much around me. And I that that moment was definitely a moment where I was like, yes. However, there was other moments, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example of why I feel the way I feel. She dropped out of college. And as someone <laughs> in college, I know that it wouldn't have been as easy as it was for her. Like, that's just the honest truth, right? She already going to art school and then dropping out of art school. But the thing is, you also can't generalize, right? Because they no. could have showed it as like, she's a doctor, she's in med school, like this, whatever. But like, they're showing like parents that like, let her do whatever, let no, her do this. Do you could we, say that in any but scenario. that's the thing. Do we not have parents who let us do what we're doing considering we're in the industries that we are in? We do. I don't think my mom has an issue with me leaving college. However, th there is pushback. So that, that dynamic- That seemed unrealistic. Seemed yeah. a little unrealistic, right? Pushing their younger daughter to work hard at school, at high school, and telling her that she can't do what she wants to do, but the older daughter was able to drop out and is doing nothing. I think that dynamic was a little underbaked for me. 
Yeah, that's all. I can see that. I can see that as well. I think the elder sister character, Lena, could have definitely been more fledged out. I feel like a lot of it was focused on the younger sister, Rhea. But yeah, I was looking for more fledged character on the elder sister. I love the comedic timing. I think the angles were great. The cinematographer also did some camera work on Knives Out, which I think is cool. Little anecdote, when the movie was starting and the credits were rolling, Ananya and I saw Akshay Khanna. <laughs> and when I looked up the film prior, like multiple times, it showed like Bollywood's Akshay Khanna, like Halchal Akshay like Khanna. Vinod Khanna's son, Akshay Khanna. Like Hangama Akshay Khanna. Like, and I was like, oh, hype, this like, is lit. Our favorite like, bald guy. Like, we got Like, Thal Akshay Khanna. Why did Thal should have come first, right? Okay. Yeah, it should have. My bad, guys. I think of Halchal and Hangama because those are my go tos. Um, so we were like, oh, lit. And then when the movie ends, we and then are like, Wait, where the hell was Akshay Khanna? Find out that the guy that plays like Lena's love interest in the film, his name is also Akshay Khanna. And it's so funny because I don't know if it's still the case, but if you search on Google and it says like cast Akshay Khanna, it shows Bollywood Akshay Khanna. Yeah. yeah. So at Polite Society, y'all should get on that. Yeah. I was, I was just like, okay, maybe like, you know, they, they're doing a Miss Marvel situation where they have Nimra Butcha and they're like, okay, we need one more like from India to represent. Farhanak, their baby? Yeah, like, you know, like, maybe they did a Fawad Farhan situation, like Miss Marvel did, but they, I was that wrong. That was is not so was funny. I want to talk about the queen that is Nimra Butcha. I love this woman. She was in Jarel. She was in Gumli. She was in Miss Marvel. She is so elegant and poised, but also so sinister She's when she so wants to evil. be. I will strike down you or anyone else who tries to get in my way. How about the bikini area? <laughs> she can be so evil. And I think that really came out in drills for her because that web series was kind of a turning point in her career, going from more conventional roles to like pushing boundaries and barriers. And I think honestly, she's the best person who could have played that character. Yes but I also have a take on this, is her character felt awfully similar to her character in Miss Marvel, which is okay. That's probably why she got casted. Yes, but they felt like they're the same mother. It was the same person doing both sinister things. Like, that was my issue. And when I'm looking at a film, right, I'm looking at the same actor, but what are they bringing that's slightly a different shade of dark, right? I think she's an amazing actress. I have no issue with her as an actress. I've seen her work. Even in Miss Marvel, I thoroughly enjoyed her. Here, I felt like the character was written for her. Is she getting stuck in a role now? But yes, exactly. Considering that both are Hollywood, and I, I had a feeling that this would happen when I saw her as the antagonist in this film, the yeah. lead antagonist. I just feel like if you're going to have a South Asian antagonist, like have shades to that, right? Not everybody's going to be like Jafar. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, that's the truth. The lead antagonist from Miss Marvel can't be the lead antagonist in a non-superhero film. And it felt very similar, maybe because both of them are action show and action film, respectively. But I just felt like the shades of her character were not fully... Developed. It was like she got they the script. They weren't out. Yeah, it was like she got the script and they were like, do what you did there. We want to see the same thing. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Hopefully she doesn't get typecast after this. That's the that's the main. Which is worry. why it's a concern, and it's not her fault. It's the creators that create. Yeah, you know. I'm trying to see what else we could talk about. I love the cinematography. There are a lot of whip pans, a lot of 
Zollies, close-ups, and action shots that were shot in lower FPS, which I can appreciate because that's how you emphasize the action shots. Stunts were incredible. Yeah. The sequences, they kind of created this fantasy world that emulated a real world in yeah. a very different way. Like, everything was dramatized. Yeah. The Eid Gala they go to, dramatized yeah, as yeah. hell. I've not been to an Eid Gala or an Eid <laughs> Davat, okay? It's down the street. It's at, like, Nazianti's house, and we walk there, okay? <laughs> I have not been to one in like a mansion where like the auntie who's hosting is wearing like a fur coat. So yeah. it was very much, they were creating this fantasy world with little like callbacks to the but real world. I did really appreciate the dramatization of the characters. I agree. Um, I think that every time there was like blood, oh my God, there was this one action sequence. Oh my Getting God. into, I don't think this is even, I don't think we've even gotten into spoilers. Yeah. But the two sisters are fighting. Lovely. I was traumatized. It reminded me, there's a scene with the two sisters fighting, and it is just the way they fight, like there's blood, like there's like, it's so intense, things are breaking, and it reminded me of me and my sister growing up. Yes. It, but, it had that intensity, but so dramatized. So dramatized. There's like, taking straightening irons and burning each other's face, like there was a lot going on. And obviously you know that this is not actually how they were fighting considering the next scene. So the one thing that I really enjoyed, after every action sequence, you see that they're bleeding and like broken and immediately after they're back to normal. And that is how you know. Director's not trying to say this happened in real life. They're just trying to dramatize it for us as the visual audience and be like, this is what it looks like from their perspective. Yeah. And then it's back to they are were never bleeding. They That's were true. never in pain. That's Nothing true. actually yeah. ever happened. Right? Usually what a film would do or a show would do, which is the most common way of going about this, is they would have a character sitting there imagining this in their head. And as soon as it cuts, the character's face is just blank. And it's like, oh, they were imagining that. They didn't do that here. And I really appreciate that. So they good. did not do Such that. Such an interesting take on realism. Yes. They instead did the cut with back to normal the next day because without yelling it in our face that this never happened, we know that this actually never happened at the extent that we saw it happen, right? And I think it's so interesting and I love what Neta Manzur is doing because she also created We Are Lady Parts, which yeah. is a television series on Peacock and that's about a punk rock band with a bunch of Muslim women. and. These are such unconventional storylines that you wouldn't think of, right? If we think about Muslim women in Western media, we literally think about like, okay, like Jack Bauer 24, like terrorists, okay? Or we think about like the noble housewife or so many like very conventional, stereotypical and regressive roles. So what she's doing is she's creating a Muslim stunt woman. She's creating Muslim women who are in a punk rock band. Yeah. These are things that we wouldn't expect and seem extraordinary and are doing so much in terms of Muslim representation, South Asian representation, because it's showing the Western sphere that we exist in more ways than one. We can have just as many roles as a white male protagonist can have or a white female protagonist can have. So that's what I see her doing. And I think she's really helping us kind of jump out of the stereotype. I agree. I do want to touch upon a couple things that have stuff to do with the film, but not exactly film related. So we have this extreme shift in filmmaking where we have a lot of South Asian representation now. I wouldn't say it's still at the extent that, you know, black representation is or Hispanic representation is in this country, which is fine because they've worked their asses off to get that as well. 
And we're getting there for sure. You know, we started with Bend It Like Beckham and Mississippi Masala. One film every, you know, blue moon, monsoon yeah. wedding, right? Mira Nair was definitely one someone who was a path creator Huge. of sorts, Huge. right? Uh, she really paved the path for films like this to be created. But here we are years later, almost 20 years later from all these Bend It Like Beckham style films, right? We have lead actresses like Priyanka Chopra, right? And and as much as as much as we are gonna say what we're gonna say about Priyanka Chopra, <laughs> she did create something. She, she created did. a space for herself, she did. right? We have Mindy Kaling who's creating so many shows, yeah. right? We have Polite Society, Monsoon Wedding, the Broadway show coming now. We have so much going on in the creative space, and we are at the center of that. And Anissa and I often are in the same circles as all of this going on. But what do you think about how they market it, like, outwardly? Not about, like, the films themselves. I'm talking about when we have our screenings here in New York or when we have our screenings in L.A. Like, are the people that they are marketing it towards influencers? Is that the correct audience to market it towards? Or is it the masses? Not saying that the influencers don't bring numbers in. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when you have a film screening or when you are promoting a film, are you promoting it with an influencer interview or would you like... I think the whole influencer scene is so stupid. That's like, I think in a certain extent it is stupid. I think to invite people who have no knowledge about the subject of the event or like the community that the event is centering on makes no sense. I think inviting someone who specializes, like just say environment protection to like a film screening about like martial arts, that doesn't make any sense. I think you should be inviting people who share interest and passion for the things that you're advertising. That's, That's my main thought. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that that's, that's one of the biggest like concerns that I would have right now with the scene. I think Polite Society did a really good job with their screening. I mean, they had people like Hasan Minaj there. They had Rizama there. They had... Rizama actual... bought out a whole theater. Yeah, yeah. So I think like that makes sense. There's a lot of people that I also saw there that I was like, why are you there and what are you doing I think there? people should go and like put it on their stories and stuff if they're like, this movie was sick and I'm so happy I got to be a part of promoting it. Not because they're like, oh, I was there too. Yeah. Like that's the main thing, right? And that's, that's in a broader issue of like our community of like influencers and marketing that like there is, it's all about intention. Yeah. And I think that kind of gets lost in the follower count and the fame I sometimes. I agree. And that, that's where, that's what my question was leaning towards. Um, yeah. I, I was just searching. I wanted to clarify and add to your point. There are two Indian Barbies, okay, in the Barbie movie. Ooh, to get that representation in all different types of Barbies and Kens, that is what we need. I have a feeling that film's going to be very dystopian, though. Not going to lie. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah, we can talk about Barbie. It has two South Asian people. It could be on the podcast. <laughs> South Asian representation. Um, no, yeah. So, Polite Society, I think overall, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. However, I also had certain like points where I was like, I don't think it's a perfect film. What did That's you think about the acting of the two leads, the sisters? I enjoyed the older sisters acting more than the younger sisters acting. Ritu is the elder sister. And Priya is the younger Priya. sister. So I enjoyed Ritu's acting more than Priya's, and that might have been because of how dramatized Priya's. And I think it's because 
Priya is meant to be immature. No, that's not why I didn't like it. Okay. I think, I don't think that that's the reason why I didn't like it. But as an actor, I think less is more. I mean, I'm sure Priya is a younger actress, yes. Yeah, and she's a stunt woman. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to advocate for no, why I, I love think, her. I think Ritu did an amazing job. I think Ritu is, I, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in. I loved her character and that, you know what? I think I related to her character a lot. She's an artist. That haircut, I've had that haircut. She was me, I was her. That's yes. why I think I really enjoyed her character a lot more than I I than related Priya's. to the younger sister. <laughs> that's so funny yeah so like her just sitting in a corner eating her chicken i'm vegetarian but her sitting in the corner <laughs> eating her chicken and while the aunties walk by like that felt very much like something i would be doing but i did really enjoy her character i think she played it really well and i think that she got all the layers of that character really well although i do wish it was a little more fleshed out she did good for what she had yes i agree the parents could have had a little more. Parents, meh. They were just I thought there. it was very meh. They were just there. Um, but that's fine, because they weren't principal. I have something to say, though. Is the, it a spoiler? The outfits, no. Oh, the, the outfits, outfits are not it. I'm I so sorry. I hated them. Okay, I, I like, I like um, Lena's outfits. I liked her bridal outfit a lot. Yeah. And I liked her outfit at the Eid party. I thought yeah. that Rhea was completely, like, screwed over. With her yeah. outfits. I thought that Tika and the green outfit was a no. So I'm bad. sorry to whoever so made bad. it, but like, so, bad. Li- so gaudy, so overpronounced. And let me tell you, like, my British Pakistani family does not dress like no, that. No, 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 no. But no. again, this is a dramatized fantasy sequence. It, it doesn't matter. So though. they want more pronounced wardrobe. I did love her wedding outfit. Lena's. I thought it was very yeah, accurate was okay. to what we would yeah. wear. Um, but, but the I, green is hideous. I just had... Okay, I come off... I've worked in the South Asian wedding industry. And I've worked in the South Asian closet and fashion industry. And I've made outfits for Pakistani brides. I've made outfits for Indian brides. I've worked very closely with Pakistani and Indian brides. And Bengali brides. And just brides in general. And... I'm so tired. And this is the issue I had in Miss Marvel. This is the issue I had in Never Have I Ever. This is the issue oh, yeah, that the I've been having. Bad. But you know whose clothes are nice? The mom in Never Have I Ever. She has sick clothes in that show. Just in general, her outfits? Or like yeah, her in the Indian show. Outfits? In, her Indian outfits in the show are They're, very nice. Uh, okay. Here's, here's why. <laughs> here's why. Here's why. These are upper middle class families that they're showing. Miss Marvel. They have houses. They're paying mortgage, okay? Mm, they, mansions. Yes. Mansions. I hated Nimra Butcha's outfits in this. To, like, that pink. That was... I, yeah, I could see how it works for her pink, character. No, it, no, no, but I'm sorry. In the last sorry. wedding scene we're talking about. Pink brocade suit. I'm tired of it. I just... The thing is, her son is getting married. She is not going to be wearing that. You could have given her... The nicest. <laughs> Ananya like, is pressed. I am so upset at the outfits and every, and this is not just this movie, right? It's just, it's just been piling up for years and years of yeah, horrible South Asian fashion. Why are we creating these things when Sabiasachi's opening in New York and creating his prep work collection and we have 
very famous. There's so many British Pakistani designers oh, yeah. in the UK. Like uh, my, so my, many. my Masi wore a British designer for her, and I think she's Pakistani. Yeah, as well, and Mohsen Navid my... is going global. Like he loves helping Western audiences. Like no, why didn't you add him? Literally, <laughs> I kid you not, 2010, my Masi's outfit for her wedding was from a British Pakistani designer in UK. And it was a beautiful outfit. It's not that they don't have it's the connects or yeah, the budget. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. you clearly exactly. have the budget. Exactly. Like, like, why are you doing us dirty? Yeah. How is it possible that Jennifer Aniston can wear Manish Malhotra and we are still... And, and the, <laughs> yeah. other, and the, the white people get no, it faster. No, 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 no. And the supporting the supporting actress in that film, the one getting married, is wearing Papa Don't Preach. But we are still wearing god-awful outfits. Oh, those outfits were film. sick. And yes. that, that yes. I saw that scene. That's very good. In the murder mystery. Yeah, you know, yeah. white people are better at accuracy i guess how like how is this possible how are we doing ourselves dirty dirty? that was my issue okay let's get in the spoilers okay how do we feel about the plot as a whole i hated it okay care to elaborate yes i absolutely did not care for okay again spoilers if you haven't watched this please go it's in theaters everywhere and we will preface this with the fact that this film is well-intentioned and beautiful visually, but we are talking about the narrative. Yes. I hated it. I have not hated a narrative in a very long time, but how can the plot point... I was shocked. The plot point is that she wants to clone herself in his wife. And also, it's not like that was built up either, because... Like, she only mentions once or twice, like, I, like, gave everything for my son. And, like, not at any point is the audience feeling like, oh, like, she wants to redo her life or anything. And it it, se- it seemed very out of nowhere. When I first saw the Lena having, like, flashes of the lab, I was actually very interested. I was like, oh, this could be really cool. Like, yeah. what are they doing to her and, like, whatever. But it just kind of, the plot and the big reveal happened kind of at the same time time as the resolution i hate it so it didn't really give us time to process or understand it and there wasn't enough backing how can that be the conflict the conflict was that nimra butcha wants a clone of herself so she's inseminating her son her son's wife (laughs) lena with her that was so weird to me so absurd if that ever becomes possible like and also, can I just say, can I just say, they're showing a Muslim Pakistani family, okay? Muslims don't believe in reincarnation. <laughs> that is the biggest flaw. Well, I don't think she's trying to reincarnate. I think she's, the reincarnation is a whole different topic. Yeah, but it's like very similar to that. She's just cloning herself. Yeah. There was no sense to that. There was absolutely I don't, no sense I wanted to, to know, like, I what are think, the qualities? I, like, I don't even think that Hindus believe in that, uh, the clone yourself situation. Yeah, I, I think, think I have to take a deeper look on thing. what the clauses are for cloning. Well, reincarnation <laughs> is the concept of the soul traveling from one body to the other, right? So, like, you have to be dead to be reincarnated. Okay. So, I don't think that was the same thing at all. But what the hell was that? I was, okay, not gonna lie. I've had a really exhausting night partying, and I, going into this, I was super tired, and my head was hurting. I took, Yeah, yeah, keep, like, keep adding to it. What else was wrong? I took, like, a five-minute nap, 
five to ten minutes. I saw it. I didn't stop it. Yeah. It was like as the conflict was kind of building and I woke up to, <laughs> I want to clone myself in you. And I was like, what, what did I miss in this movie? <laughs> like, I, did I miss like three hours? I kid you not. I missed ten minutes of this movie. Not even. And I wake up so confused. I, it felt like a fever dream. Yeah, here are my points. I don't think the characters apart from Rhea were developed enough, and I understand that because Rhea is the protagonist. I thought the role of the best friends felt very forced and stereotypical and a common trope. You had one black one and one white one. Great. Yeah. There's nothing else fledged about the friends at all, why they are willing to do so much for her, what her education is about, why she goes to karate classes. A lot of stuff was just placed there and the audience was forced to be like, okay, this is normal. This makes yeah. sense. No. Um. So no. that was a lot of that. I thought the performances, the acting was great. I thought overall, I love the sequence. I know you may have different opinions, but... The protagonist, Rhea, performs Maradala. Okay? I love that. First of all, props to the creators for buying the rights on that. <laughs> and I'm sure they had to buy the choreography too because they're showing in mainstream and wide release. And like, honestly, that song, iconic. That is also realistic to be dancing to that song mm -hmm. at a wedding because tell me how many times you've seen that, okay? Honestly, and I haven't, but... I've seen a lot. Okay, I'm sorry, but Pakistanis love that song. Okay, it's just on the floor. Madala Allah. See, yeah, okay. maybe that's why. So you wouldn't see that at like right after the so gubar, good, you know? and also like the lyrics are like "kill me" or like "just kill me," right? Yeah. And you're kind of seeing that cross-cutting technique and editing between her dance performance and Nimra Butcha with the bride and her friends conspiring. And it's a great song as a background and also as a centerpiece to kind of intensify the climax and like, yeah. oh, what's going to happen next? So I thought that was a really fun part of the film. One thing I will say is I'm really tired of the South Asian lead protagonist high school girl or college girl being such an asshole to her friends. This happened in Never Have I Ever. This happened in sex lives with college girls we are not assholes why why are like we being shown as like so erratic and we like, really yeah it's like very like, like unhinged out, like, as if like we've been closed indoors our whole lives and like we're taking we've been so oppressed and now we're taking out everything on everyone yeah, around us she's no. an asshole she's an asshole to her sister she's an asshole to her parents she's an asshole to her friends and oh like overall like if that was the situation to happen. She's, let's say she's like, she's in high school. She's like 16, 15, 16, right? Her friends would not be her friends anymore. They would not come back like that, you know? Yeah, that's not how that happens. Also, like, for her friends to, like, not talk to her. And then she's like, I found a lab where they're, like, looking at my sister's uterus. And they're being like, oh my god, what? And then they're back on board. Like, I was okay. just like, ugh. The other thing was that there was two boys sitting behind us. Maybe eight to ten year olds. <laughs> and there was, like... I was like, A, this is a PG-13 movie. So I don't know why their mom brought them to this. But besides the fact... Uh, maybe my mom would have done the same. They were discussing condoms, and so there was there was condoms. There was bare butts. There was wait, where was a bare butt when she goes to the gym locker room? Oh yeah, yeah. I was mad confused. I was shocked. Okay, because I went into this like this is for kids. Like this is for like thirteen year old audience. I don't think it was marketed for that. For what? 
for okay. like a younger audience. No, but I think generally the film, the the topic and the general idea of the film is very young. Yeah, younger. Like it's the same age as the girl in the film, right? And we're not saying that this stuff is wrong. That no, discussing no, this no, stuff no, is no, wrong. No, 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 we are no, saying no. that it was marketed incorrectly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. and I wouldn't. We are I, not like yeah. being like no showing this no, like no, no, no we're no. good with artistic like, freedom it wasn't it wasn't like even like a like a subtle jokes in there that i was like only the adults are gonna like shrek has subtle jokes i rewatched shrek recently bomb ass movie yes anyways so um seven eight year old sitting behind me bro was confused for sure but i was also confused because i was watching it and i was like there is condoms with lotion in them there is bare butts there is a lot going on and they're talking about inseminating her um and they're showing like close-ups of like syringes to like yeah, her yeah, legs yeah. open oh, no, no, no. There was <gasps> that legs stuff open. was so like triggering trauma. yeah yeah yeah. bro so where's the trauma. trigger warning at someone like you see like a camera angle that is clearly showing someone from the pov of her being unconscious and waking up seeing her legs spread and the guy like like taking a no, needle, there was, there examining was also like her legs. A pap smear in the yeah, corner. like yeah, I'm sorry, that is like that. I was like, wait a minute. If I was 13, okay, watching realistically, that. realistically, I got my period at 13. I had no idea about what is going on inside me. I just knew that I was bleeding and did not understand why I was bleeding at the level I was. The only moment that this film got that blood situation right was when she goes, "You need iron pills." Yes. Yes, if you're bleeding a lot, please go get your check your get your iron checked. Yeah, thanks for side note. Another. Yeah, <laughs> I get very frequent infusions. Please go get your iron checked. Hey, the more you know, the brown more you women know. go get your iron. The more checked. you know, but, but yeah, that felt. But no, I as a thirteen year old, if I was watching this, I was watching Build Harak Nudo at thirteen. Okay, I was not watching any. If I was thirteen and watching this, I would never want to go on a date because I'm like, what if the guy's really nice and then he's secretly like trying to inseminate me, uh, so his mom can come out of me. It's not. E- <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but besides that, yeah, I just don't know why that was the hook. I could probably think of like a dozen other hooks that would explain why they were villainous. Yeah. Um, but like kind of human trafficking her yeah is it was a little is a bit much and a bit too regressive for the current audience in the current state we are in yeah so that's what i would say but overall i think i would give this around a two out of five i would give it a four out of five for visuals but a two out of five overall i am really happy that nitha manzura is helping us with representation and broadening the horizon in terms of storylines. It may not be 100% right now, but we are making the work and we are getting towards a better and more accurate and variety in representation. I agree. I enjoyed the film. Will I watch it again? I don't know. I don't I don't have any opinion on it as such about watching it again or not. I think that it was well made. I think there's a long way to go still though. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's okay. We have filmmakers like Anissa. I have a lot of friends that are filmmakers that are coming. Watch out watch. for us, guys. <laughs> We're coming your way. I think as a as a South Asian, as an Indian actor in America, I enjoyed watching fellow actors do the work that they're doing and get the roles that they're getting because we don't get roles. We don't get roles. That's the truth. Yeah, it takes time and we're slowly making the movement. So that's great. Yeah. But yeah, go check out Polite Society. See for yourselves what you think. It definitely is a fun watch. 
but you're able to develop your own interpretation and own opinion as well. But support the South Asian diaspora community and go watch it in theaters now. That was our episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you would like to keep hearing great content and seeing great content, follow us on Instagram at Daisy Talkies Podcast and give us a like and a rating on Spotify as well. And that was a wrap on our first season of Daisy Talkies. We have come a long way. We are so grateful to all of you, all of the listeners, all of our Instagram followers, commenters, everybody, good, bad, ugly, whatever. We are so grateful for your feedback and we hope we have brought something to your lives and we have brought some good content your way. Keep watching films. We will catch you at the theaters. And we will keep watching films too. And you will hear from us. And the reason we are here is because of how strong our South Asian community is across the states and more outside South Asia. So stay tuned. And and we will be back. We'll be back and maybe season two we'll have guests. And a camera. And a camera. Guys, <laughs> donate to us if you want to see us. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, bye guys.